All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Podcast. Uh, week 10 is in the books, and I feel like a broken record, but this is the craziest season of all time. It, it gets wilder by the day. I mean, I say that too. I think I've said that the last three podcasts. I mean, it's insane. Uh, what are we What are we up to now? Uh, so we eight more ranked teams lost in week 10. Uh, seven of them were non-ranked opponents. I mean, that's insane. 69, nice, total for the year. <laughs> Uh, 43 of those have been to unranked teams. Uh, by far, I, I guess you fact check this, uh, by far the most ever. Yeah, I, I have been keeping up with it, and week to week to this point, um, this absolutely blows two seven, 2007 out of just out of the water. I think what separates 2007 now is just who was ranked in like the top 10. This is pretty close, but the just absolute shakeup that happens every single week, week in and week out, is a new record, <laughs> just progressive. And it's getting to the point now where every week's going to be a record. This whole season is going to blow the next closest, which is 2007 out of the water. Uh, I hope so, dude. Uh, this is this is it's been great for college football. Uh, hasn't been great for me personally because LSU is terrible. Um, but it's been a fantastic season. Uh, Wake Forest, Michigan State. Minnesota, Baylor, Mississippi State, Fresno State, Kentucky, all lose to unranked teams. Uh, we called a couple of those. Yeah, we did. We- uh, in my opinion, the Wake Forest Michigan State losses are huge for Cincinnati. Um, I think those are gigantic wins, their losses for them. Yeah, you can't help but put Cincy on the fringe at five right now, right? I mean, you have to. I mean, you would think so. If they don't put them at five, then that just they clearly just, says they're not going to get in no matter what happens. Just shoot Oklahoma up the rankings even though they didn't even play last week. Uh, the AP did, but I mean, I say that the AP moved them up because t- all the teams lost in front of them. They, so yeah. they, had, <laughs> they just had to move up. Uh, Bama, Iowa, Cincy, Ohio State, Oregon, and San Diego State all avoid upsets. Um, the Iowa Northwestern game was like seventeen to twelve, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Oregon wasn't much better. Uh, it was like until that last second uh, TD by Oregon, it was like sixteen to twelve. Yeah. I mean, it was not good. Um, so the chaos headline of the week, there's only four undefeated teams left. Now, one of those is Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Beep, beep. Me, me. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's it's whittling down. I mean, every every year this this part happens. You know, you whittle down to the last few undefeated teams, um, but. With all that, as we're getting close to the end of the season, a whole lot of hiring and firing going on. Everybody's getting fired. Um, <laughs> a whole lot of firings going on. A lot of firings going on. Uh, Florida high, fires their defense coordinator and O-line coach. Uh, the defense coordinator, I know he was with them at Mississippi State, and the O-line coach, apparently, they'd been on the same staff for like 20 years. Yep, since Bowling um, Green. Anthony Richardson misses the South Carolina game because uh, he hurt his knee while he was dancing in the hotel lobby. <laughs> yeah, Dan Mullen is – he is – You don't think firing his D.C. and offensive line coach is enough to save him? I think it's like – If they don't win out, I don't it's, think it's it is. It's, it's grabbing onto a floating of a sinking ship in the middle of the ocean, man. Like you are <laughs> – it's going down. Uh, it's just he's he's climbed to the top of the boat. He might be able to turn this around, but, man, it doesn't look good, especially with the recruiting classes. This, this year's recruiting class specifically – as he's had like four or five major uh, commits, decommit, and two of those, their top two, are probably going to end up at Georgia. 
So that's um, even worse. So it would cost them twelve million. Twelve million to get rid of Dan Mullen. That's but, I mean that's not much. No, it's not much for the University of Florida and the entire coaching staff. Uh, their contracts are up this year, so they wouldn't have oh, to buy dude, out anybody but a, Mullen. That is a clean break. That's what I'm saying. If they uh, don't do it this year, they're idiots. With the coaches who are available to pick right now, this is a year, man. You need to do it this year. Yeah, I for mean, sure. Because, I mean, even if they don't say that, I mean, I think Lane would go there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would think so, too. I think so, too. Uh, but, Hugh Freeze, if the SEC will allow him to coach in the SEC again. <laughs> well, a school that doesn't have a whole lot of scandal going on right now could probably That's handle true. a guy LSU like can't touch him, but Florida probably can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a whole lot happening at Florida right Bring now. Bring back Urban, dude. Bring back the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Winning in scandals, baby. I mean, they just won this week, so maybe he's not coming back. Uh, so another coach, or uh, Jimmy Lake fired the offensive coordinator up at Washington, and he also gets a one, one-game suspension for shoving or punching a player. Yeah, he punched a player. I mean, kind of. It looked like he slapped him. Honestly, I just felt like probably when me and you were in high school playing ball, probably a lot worse than this. Uh, but you can't do that on national TV. <laughs> yeah, uh, especially with high-def cameras these days. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen in high school practice, I mean, things get wild. Yeah. You can't do that on TV. Uh, UMass fired their head coach. Um, I guess beating UConn was not enough to save his job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've been so bad for so long. You just had to know something was coming. Yeah, are they even in the conference? They have to be, right? I, I have no idea. They have to be in conference. No, they're independent. They are independent. Whew. All right. Uh, so you want to cover the coaching injuries? I feel like you know more about this one than I do. <laughs> Yeah, this was just some hilarious stuff that I read today. Uh, I mean, I say hilarious. You know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. It's just... Uh, you, this is a, not typical. It was just a random thing I saw. It's just coaching industry uh, injuries. Uh, Gus Malzahn broke his leg after being run over Saturday. Um, <laughs> apparently, he got back up and coached the whole game and then went to the hospital afterwards, like not on crutches or anything. He just stood there and dealt with the pain the whole game. I did see the picture of him like uh, using uh, crutches to get up on the podium. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. And then Sam Pittman, he does this thing that got really popular at Georgia's, his Yes Sir videos, where it's just kind of like a hype video for recruits, for the fans. And at the end of it, he just yells, Yes Sir, and just holds it as long as possible, but he usually is doing something. Well, he went to pick up his bulldog, Lucy, and tore his bicep. How, how fat is Lucy? Uh, I mean, she's a pretty hefty English bulldog. She's a hefty girl. I would say fifty pounds or so, and that's that's a lot for a dog like that. Yeah, for sure. It's such a so compact and small, so much weight. Yeah. It's like a medicine ball. Yeah, he he just I guess he just yanked on it and popped the old bicep. That's rough, man. Um, Scott Frost. Uh, they, well, Nebraska announced yesterday that Scott Frost is going to keep his job. Um, he agreed to a restructured contract, and then immediately fired four coaches off the offensive staff. Yep, they uh, they pulled a uh, Jim Harbaugh on this one. They're going to give him one more prove it year, uh, just because. I mean, it's hard to deny. Nebraska was one play away, like eight times. They're the best, like three and nine team of all time. Yeah, they they 
they haven't really been blown out by anybody. They've just had some bad run of luck that caused them to lose several games. I mean, some of it's the ta- talent difference, but I mean, you got to think most of those guys are coming back next year. They they might be pretty good next year. Does uh, Martinez still have another year? Is he done after this year? I, I feel like he's been there for like thirty years. I feel like he's been there. I feel like him and Kellen Mond were probably in the same class. <laughs> probably that's to his class too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's still there. Um, I don't know when, but anyway, moving on. He, uh, yeah, they're going to keep him for one more year. Uh, cut his salary, cut his buyout, and basically everyone was happy because it's like he's betting on himself. He's either going to succeed or they're going to have to fire him. And I don't think anybody wants to fire him because he's a Nebraska alum from those championship teams. I mean, he's a Nebraska guy. He seems like a nice guy. He seems like a... The fan base loves him despite what's going on right now. Right. I mean, that's tough. I mean, it's not like Bo Pelini where he's a, just a jerk on the sideline blowing up and getting red in the face every two minutes. I mean, Scott yeah. Frost is a pretty likable guy. Yeah, and it seems like this program's maybe hitting a, hitting a turn here, especially with what's going on. You know, conference realignment, well, I think, transfer I th- portal. I mean, there's a real chance you could see like a Michigan State type deal happen with Nebraska for I next year. I think their schedule for next year is pretty favorable. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that next year they could be one of the top teams. They don't have to play Ohio State. They don't have to play either. Michigan State. Um, they got to I mean, play at Michigan. They get Oklahoma at home. I mean, it's not a terrible state. It's not a terrible state. No, I, th- I think they could have a chance to be, like I said, like a Michigan State. They get I mean, a couple they, of transfers I mean, the rest in. of these games, I mean, Wisconsin's going to be tough. Iowa's going to be tough. But, I mean, they can, if they can win those games and get to, like, 10-2, mm-hmm. that's a great year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's totally possible. I, I mean, and I see this for a bunch of teams. I feel like that's what the college football world is going to trend towards. You're not going to have as many perennial juggernauts. Like, right. You're going to have even fewer. I mean, Alabama may always be there just because of how they're recruiting. I don't know, man. They didn't look too good on Saturday. No. I mean, I think it's a down year for Alabama, but, I mean, dude, they're, they're going to be good again. They're just yeah. they're very young in the wrong places. That's their problem. I mean, and Will right. Anderson is a sophomore, and that dude yeah. is. But he's real good. He, he single-handedly won them a game, in my opinion. He was three different players. That's what it <laughs> felt like watching him. I heard that somewhere, and it's so true. He really was. He was everywhere. He was, man. So Jim Harbaugh uh, said in his press conference this week that the Big Ten admitted that the refs made the wrong call on the strip sack against Michigan State. Uh, oh, what a shame! I mean, that's tough, I'm, dude. I mean, they win the, if they get that play, they win that game. They should have won the game regardless. But if they get that play, that they definitely win that game, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate now, considering where everything's at. Uh, right. It's a real shame that that happened. But it is what it is. But they would almost, I mean, I feel like they don't have that loss. They are they might be in the playoffs this week. Uh, Yeah, if they beat Michigan State, they're probably too. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, they could be two, two three, or four. But, yeah, no, I mean, probably. two, in my opinion, because Alabama's already got one loss. Ohio State's yeah. already got one loss. Yeah. And they're going to put them above Cincinnati. So, if they had won that game, they're number two right now. They've been number two last week. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. So, I mean, they still control their destiny. If they win out, they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, with as much, like, shakeup as we've seen. Yeah. I think if, so. Um, yeah, it's a 
it's really unfortunate, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. So we'll see what happens. If they went out the rest of the year, they can still still do it. Right. I mean, their their future's still in their hands. They just got to go out and win. Yeah. Um, Texas Tech announced their new head coach, Joey McGuire, who was the associate head coach and linebacker coach at Baylor, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts immediately, and during his uh, first press conference, he said, I will die here at Texas Tech. I mean, if you're a Texas Tech fan, that has to make you like jump through the roof. Yeah, especially if he starts producing. I mean, uh, you never know these days, but a lot of these coaches are mercenaries. Few and far between is a guy that's just like, this is my program, I'm going to stay here forever. Uh, right. I mean, not many at all. Um, usually doesn't work out either in the long run. But Yeah, that's true. But if this guy's any good, I mean, he's definitely got... I mean, he's, he's like a Texas have... legend, apparently. So, I don't know yeah. anything about Texas, but... Well, I was just going to say, he's got a very low bar for success as far as what's been going on at Texas Tech since Leach left. Right, he I feel could... like if you at least go like 7-5 to five every year, maybe with a couple 8-4s and 9-3 and sprinkled in, they're happy. Yeah, but I think this is a good move by Texas Tech because with Texas and Oklahoma yep. leaving, Texas Tech is really setting themselves up to be a Big 12 powerhouse. I mean, it's a power vacuum in the Big 12, and the only team that's really out of it is Kansas. Yeah, I mean, it gets real equal real quick. I don't know, dude. Let Kansas screw around and get a bunch of transfers, and they could have a Michigan State type run. Who knows? Uh, and that's fair, too. And and I think that'll, that transfers per, transfers transitions perfectly the transfer portal i can't speak the transfer (laughs) portal is getting crazy there's already just a flood of players going to the transfer portal yeah for sure um like i said it's gonna be full-blown free agency this year yeah as soon Um, as the season ends you're probably gonna see it for a school that has a plethora of extra scholarships lying around right now yeah (laughs) you wouldn't know anybody would you i might have a couple names Um. Yeah, and and speaking of like transfers and stuff like that, dude, what what is going on down in Texas? <laughs> oh boy! So just to let you in behind the scenes a little bit, um, last week we actually recorded an episode on Tuesday to talk about the college football rankings and also the Texas uh, special team stripper girlfriend monkey story. Uh, we'll we'll recap that real quick. Um. Yeah. So. Special teams coach Jeff Banks, uh, at some point in the recent past, left his wife and kids to start dating a stripper. She has an emotional support monkey. Uh, she's been on Howard Stone. The monkey's part of the act. Um, and he, the monkey bit a kid on Halloween. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, ac- according to uh, Pole Assassin. <laughs> yeah, Pole, Pole Assassin. Pole Assassin and Gia. Apparently, Pole Assassin said a kid went into their backyard to pet the monkey and got bit without her being there. And it just erupted into this hilarious college It was the best story, story ever. Like It was like Monday night at like midnight, I think, that it broke. It was just like... It's the perfect Halloween story with college really football. Is. And it just happened. Like I woke up to it the next morning, and I was like, what did I miss? <laughs> oh, it's so good. And then also today, the video comes out of... Uh, D-line coach Bo Davis ripping into the players because he heard them laughing after they lost to Iowa State. Yeah, he absolutely lost his mind and basically told his players uh, they can transfer. He's over it. He's not doing it anymore. Uh, so they can either get on board or they can get the hell out. And he was a very, a very, very sincere when he said it. <laughs> well, I mean, anyone who doesn't know who Bo Davis is, I mean, he's a legend of the defensive line coach. Um 
And I mean, let's be realistic. The Texas players have had it pretty easy under the old regime. Oh, yeah. Tom well, Herman, it shows. I mean, it shows. the weird piece stuff, Tom Herman really wasn't known for his strictness. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, but you see it, too, with how, I mean, Texas is the Atlanta Falcons of college football. They are notorious this season for just pissing away a second-half lead. Right. And they, I mean, they've done it, what, four games in a row now? Yeah, I mean, we hadn't really talked about it, but, I mean, what's their record right now? they got to be, like, four and five. I don't think they've won a game since Red River Shootout. Is that is that correct? Uh, yeah, they are four and five. Let's see who they've lost. And they're to. on a four-game skid. they got to play Kansas this week. They can't. They get Kansas this week, which, dude, not – I mean, with Texas, the history there, yeah. not a guaranteed win. They have lost four in a row. Uh, Red River Shootout, where is that? They, their last win was this TCU on October 2nd. I don't, I don't know what's going on with my... They lost to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State. I mean, that's four ranked teams, essentially. Yeah, they got blown out by Arkansas. Beat the brake shoes off Rice. Dropped 70 on Texas Tech. Barely beat TCU and then proceed to lose to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and now Iowa State. Now they play Kansas, West Virginia. I could see them losing the West Virginia. It's, game. it's at Morgantown, dude. Morgantown's crazy. They could very well lose the last two games. They could, they could go without getting a bowl, and, and it's Sarkeesian's first year. What do you think about that? I think it's okay. I think he's got a. I mean. Like got we, work to like do we just talked it. about, if there's ever a time you're going to completely rebuild your team, now's the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, you could easily see them. You could probably get some players from Bama that liked them a lot, maybe, that didn't play this no, year. No, you're right, you're right. You told, I mean, there's probably I mean, a all, lot of All the offensive line recruits, I mean, obviously they went there because it's Bama, but they also really like Jeff Hand as offensive line coach. Well, and with Texas coming to the SEC, you could have a ton of SEC players who are like, yeah, I'll come over there. Right, I mean, there's got to be a lot of movement. Um, regardless of what happens in the next couple weeks. Uh, I don't know if you saw this or not. Cal versus USC this weekend got postponed due to COVID. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I didn't see that until I read it on here. It's pretty wild. First game this year. Do you insane. think we're going to see it more? you think we're going to see it? you think this is going to be the only one? I don't know. Uh, I, the thing that, that I see immediately that makes me question a lot is – Cal versus USC. It's in California, who has probably the strictest laws in the whole country regarding COVID. The Cal football team's like ninety nine percent vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, apparently there's a lot of teams who are ninety nine percent vaccinated, but there's been a uh, a surge in breakthrough cases, uh, yeah. like Nick Chubbs and a couple of players on the Browns have it. They're both and they were all vaccinated. Uh, so, I mean, it's possible we're getting in the colder weather. We might see an uptick in it. Yeah, we shall see. Um, we were going to talk about the rankings here, but they don't come out for like another 40 minutes. So we'll throw that in at the end. Yeah. We'll yeah, back. so that's the plan. We're going to start doing the rankings on a weekly basis. We're just going to record on Tuesdays instead of Mondays. Um, that's pretty much it for headlines. Uh, so moving on to this week's edition of Jared is big, happy and Corey is proud of them boys. Yeah. So, uh, we had some unfortunate road bumps coming into this week. Uh, Adam Anderson got suspended, uh, suspended. He was accused of, uh, rape and sexual battery, but it's an accusation and there's charges filed, but, or excuse me, the, 
police weren't written, but no charges filed, anything like that. So it's still up in the air. He's not going to play for the school until he's cleared, which who knows when that could happen. And then we had some injuries uh, specifically to Jamari Sawyer, who's our best offensive lineman. And I was just, you know, it's typical, like, is Georgia going to have a letdown? Because that's what we're so used to seeing. And they just came in. And you can see that they just overcome this type of thing week in and week out. You hear the next man up thing all the time. It's overused. But their depth is their biggest weapon. They've got so many guys at so many positions that they can overcome this. Um, a lot of people are saying that it was a sleepy game by Georgia. I'm not sure what people wanted other than to drop 60 on them, I guess. Uh, we won 43-6. to six. I think that's totally acceptable. The first quarter was slow, but after that it was it was fine. The defense comes out looking exactly the same every single game. doesn't matter when the game is, who the opponent is. They are coming after you. They are scary looking. Uh, the offense is one that's up and down. Uh, but I do believe, I think Stetson's the starter going forward. He <laughs> he understands the game plan. He, he is great at not making the wrong kind of mistakes. When he throws a pick, it's usually because he's just trying to air it out. So it's like a punt. It's not ideal, but there's worse situations. He doesn't seem to throw the interceptions on the slants and the hooks and the short passes. At the, like, you know. He, he seems to run it well and convert with his legs. So I think he's going to start the remainder of the year. And I totally can see Kirby running like a uh, a Tua and Jalen Hurts type thing with two different types of quarterbacks, like just putting JT Daniels in his back pocket in case of a shootout. Uh, we're finally getting healthy across the board. I think Georgia looks like the clear number one team in the country. Um it just seems like things are moving in the right direction. We got a lot of players who have been out that are slowly coming back. We got the Tennessee game next week. That's going to be a huge challenge for the secondary. It's probably the best offense they have ever seen. Uh, as a well, that's probably not true because they played both 2019 LSU and Bama 2020. So it's going to be one of the better defense or offenses they see this year for sure until the playoffs. Um, so they got to watch out for that. Uh, and in one final note, Mark Rick was honored during halftime of the last game, and it was cool for Georgia to do it. I'm glad they stepped up and did it. He's a great coach, and everybody loved him. I, I think the saddest thing, though, is you could see his health. You know, he's shaking, and he's just getting he, – he's got Parkinson's. He's just not doing super hot, but hate to see that. But it was awesome that they honored him, and I'm glad they did it. And – uh I guess with that, Corey, if you got anything for me, then you can go ahead. Uh, how nervous are you about Tennessee on a scale of one to ten? How scared am I about Tennessee? Just worried, not scared. Just uh, like I guess in like the three to four range, like okay. not very worried, but it's possible. Anything's possible. It's you think play game, the game time you'll be up to like a six or seven. Um, probably when Tennessee scores their first touchdown, no matter what <laughs> our score is, I'm probably gonna be like, oh god, here they go. <laughs> If you go out there and blank Tennessee, you might like run through a wall. If we blank Tennessee, because that offense is pretty darn good, if they blank Tennessee, I'll, I'm fully confident in our ability to win a national championship this year specifically. Like, there's, I don't think there's any team that'll be able to test us offensively any more so than what Tennessee's going to do. Yeah, I get that. All right, so uh, on to LSU. Uh, proud of the th- proud of the team. They uh, showed up and played with some 
intensity and some fight in, uh, at Tuscaloosa. Um, considering the amount of guys that are hurt and just the way things have gone lately, hats off to those guys. So in honor of that, um, I'm going to try to be nothing but positive for the rest of the season. Only going to highlight the good things. Um, so Damone Clark and Neil Farrell both had great games. Um, both those guys have played their way into the NFL for sure. They'll get looks. The defense in general looked completely different than how it's looked the last two years. Uh, we blitzed way more than we blitzed the last two years. Um, hope to see more of that defense for the rest of the season. Uh, it was actually pretty fun to watch. Um, offense has a chance to win the game. Credit to the Bama defense. They got stops when they had to. The turnover, the pick right before halftime was huge. I, pretty, I mean, that pretty much lost us the game. Uh, Ty Davis-Price rushes for 100 yards and becomes only the second LSU running back in history to rush for 100 yards at Bama. It was him and Kevin Falk. Um, so that's a pretty good stat. Pretty impressive for him. He had a great game. Um, it appears the blueprint to beat Bama is out there. They didn't look great. Things, same things we talked about all year. Um, offensive line is not great. Play calling suspect. Um, the defense can be beat if you can give your quarterback time. Um, and that's it lines up good with what Georgia does. So I think they'll steamroll him. Um, LSU needs to keep uh, either Ed needs to stop being as honest with everyone, or the LSU needs to like pull his media availability because he just says something every week that makes us look like we're clueless. Like the whole uh, Nussmeyer situation. I'm not going to get into it because I said it was going to be positive, but it's just it, it bothers me. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, that's a. Uh... That's a tough one to get out there, but I, I don't know. It just seems like Ed's just kind of in I don't care mode. Um, but then they go out and almost win, beat Bama at it at Bama. Like so, the players are still bought in, I guess. But it's just like, what are we well, doing here? I, 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 one of the things that I took away, I was curious how you feel about it. Is like even though y'all lost, the way those guys played to me has got to make that job look better. I mean, if you're wanting to compare Florida and LSU. If I'm just seeing where the teams are at and just how I can judge what talent is on the team with all the injuries and all the opt-outs versus what Florida's got where everyone's still there and playing. Well, it seems yeah, like I mean, you got a good core group of guys. It, it, and that's the truth. Um, I mean, Neil Farrell and Glenn Logan and Devon Clark won't be there next year. Um, Stingley won't be there next year. But, I mean, there's there's talent there still. Um they played hard. I want to see more of the defense. Uh, I'm interested to see if Durante Jones was handcuffed earlier in the season. And this is the defense that we could have had all year. Um, so hope, I wonder if it'll continue. Yeah, I mean, y'all look good. I was surprised. I was really surprised. Um, I mean, those guys are still playing. That's like you said. I don't, I don't know. It was wild to watch. That was the most like stress-free game I think I've ever like LSU Alabama game I think I've ever watched. Well, do you think maybe that had something to do with it, even for the players? Because the expectation I mean, they just expected them to go in and just get blown out. They're like, it's like, I kept thinking of the Water Boy when the guy in the booth keeps saying they're playing like they have nothing to lose. Cause that's just how it felt the whole game. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> Every time we go for enough down, they're playing like they've got nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Uh, Some people were complaining about Ed not kicking the field goal. I'm I'm 100 for it. I mean, well, yeah, there's no guarantee that you're going to get a turnover and get back in the red zone as quickly as you like it, pretty much. Corey, like, what do you got to lose, dude? You're playing <laughs> like you got nothing to lose. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's exactly. Uh, 
I uh, forget. Oh, Jim Donnan, his former UGA head coach back in the, man, I think it was the early 90s. I can't. I get him and Rake off mixed up sometimes. But uh, Jim Donnan was doing a podcast today, and he said something to the effect about Missouri. He's like, you're losing by 40 points, and you're kicking a field goal. He goes, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and at first, my first thought was just like, man, LSU, they were They're like, playing like they got nothing to lose, man. They're going to really score or get blown out. Because, I mean, and that's the other thing. The expectation was on Alabama that they were going to embarrass LSU. And what Dude, I told people happened, to take 28 points. I mean, everybody everybody thought that's what's going to happen. And maybe that's part of it is like the pressure built on Alabama that that's what was going to happen. And LSU was like, well, screw it. Because it couldn't get much worse. Got and you just lose. went out there and played. Yeah. It was. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on Alabama after the game? Uh, well, I think you said it already. It gives a blueprint on how to beat Bama. It was kind of there between Florida and Texas A&M, but with where LSU is in their program, that that shows where and how to beat them. Right. And so I think it's funny that everybody like brags about Nick Saban's like ability to get coaches to come in. Everybody talking about the season, he has two NFL head coaches that their offense coordinator, O line coach. Those are your two big weaknesses. Yeah, they're not looking good. And I think everybody's a little bit spoiled because I mean their stats aren't horrible. I mean they're they're still <laughs> they're still up there. Right. They just they look like they have some fatal flaws. Like it seems like it seems like if you good. can stop them early, it completely kills their confidence and they just kinda like go through the motions the rest of the game on offense. Yeah, and I think you've said it a few times as well. I think their offensive line is just not very good. The tackles uh, are good. The middle, the middle of the offensive line is not good at all. Yeah, and that's going to be terrible for them. That's like a terrible matchup for them. Like when UGA plays them, because oh, dude, Jordan for Davis sure. and Jalen Carter every time, and you will kill them. <sighs> yeah, Bryce Young, Bryce Young is going to have to run the ball, and he is not built for that. He takes a hit from one of those Georgia linebackers, and he may die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he takes a hit great. like Max, Max took against Alabama that wasn't flagged. Oh yeah, he's uh, pro- it's probably gonna hurt him. I just don't see how it doesn't. I mean, Tua, same thing. Fragile bones, man. Just got weak bones. <laughs> how mad would Alabama fans be if, what we're in week eleven now, another late season injury for a quarterback? Well, uh, who, who's coming? Who's in there behind uh, Bryce Young? I don't know. I have no anybody? idea. I, know I think it's like got, a walk-on and like some booster's kid. Uh, no, it's Bear Bryant's grandson. Right, a booster's kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, you're right. Very, very right. Probably one of the larger boosters. <laughs> you, you tell me you're Alabama and you're going to say no to Bear Bryant's grandson? I want my son to go to Bama. Me too. <laughs> when can you start? Yeah. We would right. love to have you on this team. All right, week nine game reviews. Um, we kind of talked about the game a little bit earlier. Ohio State beats Nebraska. Um, I mean, Nebraska fought the hard outs, man. Yeah, and the fact that Ohio State is, I mean, they've got the number one offense in the country, and they beat Nebraska 26-17. to 17. I mean, I know what we're saying about Nebraska earlier, but they are still a 3-19. and 19. I haven't watched a ton of Nebraska football, but what I have watched, their defense is pretty good. I, their defense is really good. Um, it just blows my mind, though, with Ohio State. I mean, I think they kind of suffer from the same issues on offense that Alabama does. 
I think they're a little weak on the interior of their line. And when they get rocked early, like things don't really go so well. I mean, but it seems like they win because there's Buckeyes on their helmets. Yeah, they just have more talent than everybody else. I mean, it's exactly yeah. what Bama does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes um, it's what it is. Yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Ohio State this year. I, I mean, most of their – they haven't really played a big game for me yet. No, um, uh, but they're fixing to. I, yeah, I'm no, I'll be watching a lot more than lately. They're playing Penn up. State this week, right? Yep. I am super curious to see how – no, no, no. Michigan plays Penn State this weekend. Ohio State plays Purdue. <laughs> oh, that's right. My They're favorite by 20. It's at Ohio State. Dude, Purdue is the giant slayer, man. Dude, Purdue they, going like 7-5 and five, but three top five wins. Greatest season ever. <laughs> I, I cannot even begin to describe how that is just the antithesis of what this season is. I mean, Purdue potentially knocking off three top five teams and then barely being bowl eligible. (laughs) Playing in the Music City Bowl. I mean, it makes no sense. It's like they would struggle against Troy, but they'll take down Alabama. No reason. (laughs) Uh, UNC goes out in Big Wake Forest. We were on on this one. Um, So the funny thing about this game, this was technically a non-conference game. So Wake Forest is still undefeated in ACT play. (laughs) Yeah, and but uh, I think that effectively kills any chance the ACC has of getting in. Oh, they're uh, done. Yeah, they're, they their have playoff to are done. I mean, even if some they even have a one loss lose, game. Well, I mean, besides Wake Forest, in uh, UNC's two losses. UNC's got two losses. Miami's got like three. Wake Forest is the only one loss team, I believe. Yeah, because NC State, I think they're the next list is they have two. Um, it's got like three. Yeah, yeah NC State's only got two losses. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got at least two. Uh, that's that's wild. Uh, World except Clemson, for Wake, so you got yeah Pittsburgh, NC State, Clemson. Man, they they've managed to st- they've managed to have a six and three record. And- I gotta imagine. So let's move on to the next game. Miami, Georgia Tech. I gotta imagine Miami is still in contention for like half of the ACC. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at the standings, and in the Coastal Division, Pittsburgh has a four and one conference record. Doesn't look good for Miami. They have a three and two conference record. That's only one game. Yeah, but you got Virginia at four and two, Pittsburgh four and one, and they're three and two. It's possible. It just doesn't seem likely at this point. Uh, if they win, do you think Manny Diaz gets a contract extension? <laughs> I mean, it might be the same thing with Scott Frost. Maybe they were just a little bit slower to get it turned around. I mean, it's well, I mean they're winning at least. Yeah, I mean they're win- winning cures all, man. If he wins out for the rest of the year and somehow makes it to the ACC championship, yeah, they probably extend him if some some kind. That'd be wild, dude. Yeah, I don't know if that's a great idea, but I mean that'd be like the quickest turnaround in history outside of like Michigan State. Yeah, but. You know, just got to win. It's a struggle winning. Yeah, winning Georgia cures Tech. all, man. Yeah. Um, Texas A&M beats Auburn. Uh, pretty boring game for the most part. Yeah. I mean, Texas A&M's defense. I mean. Yep. Defense and like one or two big plays. That's all If I mean. you had to name the top five defenses in the country, I mean, I would be like Georgia, Texas A&M, Penn State, uh, Wisconsin. Not, not in any particular order. Just naming them like. Yeah, Texas for sure. A&M is up there, and they controlled Auburn. 
So did you hear the conspiracy rumor that they hacked the Auburn headsets? I did. Um, I did. What do you What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, anything's possible, but I don't know. I ha- how do you prove that? Also, like, what do you think Jimbo would do that? Uh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, he can create reasonable distance to where if they get, do get caught, it doesn't like. It's just some rogue staff member, which will always be a rogue staff member. It's never going to be the head coach unless they like have him on recording. Even when they do have him on recording, they go away. What if that's still not a guarantee? What if that's what it turned out to be? It was like a pissed off IT guy just swapped the channels, just filtered right into their headsets, and then walked away. So they were like, "Well, what do we do with this information that we now have? What do you think we do? Not use it?" (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Baylor drops one to TCU. I mean, they fired the legend, but they pull out a win. Yeah. Do uh, you think they won one for the old Gipper? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, sure. that's what it seems like. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with one last win, even though he, he's not there. Uh, but this is a big win for TCU. I was surprised. I thought Baylor was going to just railroad them. Um, yeah, I thought so, too. It's, you know, tough to see Dave lose one like that. They gave a bunch of points and yards. Um, yeah, dude, happens. I mean, it's Baylor. Yeah, yeah. This uh, moving on to the next game. This is the game that just part of what we were saying earlier about Purdue. Michigan State loses Purdue forty to twenty nine. So we had that early in the week, and by the end of the week, everybody was picking Purdue, and I was like, oh shit, they're gonna lose. Nope, but Purdue, they pulled it out. Purdue's a giant killer, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm gonna pick them against Ohio State. Are you? I think so. Did I? Ooh, I didn't. I'm thinking about it, though. I think I'm going to go ahead and just pick them. Dude, I, I'm saying it barely bowl eligible. Three top five teams killed. I'm with <laughs> you, man. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Tulsa versus Cincy. Uh, kind of a wacky ending. Tulsa fumbles it or gets stopped on fourth down. Cincinnati gets the ball back, fumbles it, and then Tulsa tries to score and fumbles it. It's just a weird ending. Dude, yeah, talk about two teams crapping the bed at the same time. <laughs> I mean, somebody yeah. had to win. That's what that turned into. Somebody had to win. So, since he stays alive to remain undefeated, uh, with each terrible win that they have going for them, I mean, a win is a win, but when where you where they're at, you got to win with style points, and that was anything but. And I think the I think they're they're probably going to get jumped by somebody else. I don't see them being five. I could see them staying at six. Um, I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting. So those come out. Still got like twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, Arkansas versus Mississippi State. Arkansas wins. I didn't watch much of this one. I didn't either. Uh, uh, I expected Arkansas to win. I didn't think it'd be that close, though. Uh, that's not surprising. Mississippi State. I mean, they played a lot of teams close. Yeah, they've just had a we- just a weird season with the uh, that crazy loss to Memphis. Yeah, and then they go out and beat Texas A&M. Then they lose to LSU. It's just Kentucky, just kind of all over the place. Yeah, Mississippi State is like an old drunk girlfriend. It's a Mike Leach team. (laughs) You just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's just a Mike. When they're on, they're on. When they're not on, they suck. (laughs) Yeah, when you ask him about it, he's going to tell you about UFOs or dinosaurs. He's going to tell you what the best Halloween candy is. (laughs) Pretty sure he says candy corn. Probably so. (laughs) Uh, Tennessee beats Kentucky. Um, I didn't watch much of this one. I don't oh, really remember why. 
I watched all of this game. It was a fan. Oh, because the game. LSU was playing, and I was really focused on the LSU game. Yeah, I mean, I was flipping back and forth constantly, but uh, my wife's a Tennessee fan. Uh, oh, that's right. Her, her family's from Tennessee. And, man, Tennessee's offense had six scoring drives that five of them were under a minute. Wow. Uh, the first drive, I believe, was 18 seconds. The next drive was 45 seconds. The next drive was two minutes and 36 seconds. And then the following three drives were like, I think it was like 38, 45, and 17 or something like that. Seconds. I mean, they just scored so fast. But because of that, their defense played 99 snaps. Good lord. That is a lot of defense. So I'm looking for Tennessee's defense. Primarily running the ball. Yeah. I'm expecting Tennessee's defense to be gassed quickly at the Georgia game. Yeah, probably so. Um, and the shock, one of the shockers of the week, oh. South Carolina beats Florida. Um, just a kind of embarrassing performance for Florida more than anything else. Yeah, I, I, I personally, I picked this as my biggest surprise of the week because I just did not see this one coming in any way, shape, or form. I mean, as whatever Florida's been doing this season, I thought for sure that they would just crush South Carolina. Uh, first thing. Dan Mullen said was they had 20 to 30 players out with the flu during the week. And then a story started circulating that we talked about earlier. Uh, Anthony Richardson hurt his knee dancing in the hotel room. It just seems like he has no control over this team. And I don't know if he even really cares to a point. I don't think he does. Uh, I feel like Kim Fire is probably distraught. His wife. Yeah. She's probably, let's just kiss to make up. <laughs> oh God. The joke that keeps on giving. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's wild. So Florida's just falling apart, it seems. Yeah, they they it looks it looks like it could be the end of Dan Mullen in Florida. If they lose if they don't make a bowl this year, I could see him getting fired. And fired. I think all he year. has to win. I think he has to win out. I don't I, think he can afford to lose another game. If he loses to Florida State, if he loses to Florida State at this point, he could be in some serious trouble. Dude, I don't think he can. I'm telling you, I do not think he can afford to lose another game. I think he loses another game, they fire him on the spot. Uh, who who do they have left to play? Uh, they have one more. They have one more conference game. They have Florida State, and they have Sanford Sa- this weekend. They have Sanford this weekend. Then they play Missouri, and then they play Florida State. Dude, yeah. if they lose to Missouri or Florida State, he's done. He's toast. If he loses to Missouri, I said it last week. Right. He could afford to lose one SEC game. He would have to win the rest. Well, he lost his one SEC game. Yeah. I can't believe they lost South Carolina. I mean, and not just lost. They got beat 40-17. to 17. I think that They got beat by like the third-string quarterback. Yeah, it was his first start. <laughs> they got <laughs> just destroyed. Either, either South Carolina just landed the best quarterback. <laughs> I feel like South Carolina under- does this every year. They have a guy that comes in at the end of the season. He's pretty good. And then next oh. year, they're like, oh, hell yeah, we got a quarterback. And they're like, eight and four. Yeah. Well, they've had a lot going on up there at the quarterback position. I mean, they beat us with their third string quarterback. Uh, they've had like six quarterbacks in the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a lot going on. Um, but yeah, ultimate embarrassment by Florida. Awesome win by South Carolina. Great win. 
Yeah. Uh, as we alluded to earlier, Iowa State beat Texas, and Texas got ripped into by their coach after the game. Yeah. Uh, I'd be completely honest, I didn't watch any of this one. Uh, I flipped it over and saw that it was like 23 or 24 to 7. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I just left it at that. I didn't really watch a whole lot. But Texas, apparently Texas defense just like got out there and just decided to call it a night. Just like, you know what? I don't like football. I don't like this place no more. Uh, Oregon versus Washington. Oregon wins. Close game for the most part. Um, yeah. yeah, I think the crappy last. Happy weather. Yeah, apparently it was not good. I think the last 13 points of Oregon came in the last couple minutes. Yeah, it was it was close the entire time. I was actually keeping an eye on that one when I was watching the last, game. The last 10, I think. But, yeah, yeah uh, I was just waiting for Washington to upset Oregon just because Oregon just seems like this fringe team. Like they're, they're, they're the Cincinnati the- of the Power Five. Yeah, technically <laughs> they got a good record, but they don't look that great. Well, I'll say this. If they somehow went out and make it into the playoffs – Whoever they play first is going to beat them to death. <laughs> they are not. The only way they have a chance is if they get in at three. If they get in at four, Georgia most likely is will steamroll them. Uh, yeah, Georgia will flat out. Well, let me say this. At this point, I'm pretty sure Georgia's going to steamroll everybody. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it matters. I, 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 that's what also gives me pause. The further in the season we get with Oregon, you know, them, I know their offensive coordinator was in the hospital with emergency surgery and missed the Stanford game. That Stanford loss is looking uglier by the week. And the fact Stanford is so bad. They're so bad. And then the fact that Oregon beat Ohio State at home. Like, there's a lot of weird things going on. I know, like, I'm not real big on the transitive property. Sometimes you just have a bad game. But the fact that Oregon was able to beat Ohio State at Ohio State, uh, poof. It doesn't make me feel very highly of either of those teams, but especially Oregon. I just feel like they... I feel like we've seen the story a thousand times. They're going to go out and lose the Pac-12 championship and just Pac-12 chances are done. I hope that's what happens because to me, they're just not one of the four best teams in the country. No, I would agree with that. I And I would argue this is going to be one of those years where a two or three loss team is probably going to be better than one of the top four. So you mean Bama? Not necessarily. Um, I was more thinking of like Texas A and M. They seem to be coming on strong here at the They're end. They're not that good, dude. <laughs> I know you hate them, but I think they lose this weekend. <laughs> Who are they playing? Ole Miss at Ole Miss. I mean, I mean it's possible, but I mean their defense is really good, and Calzada's yeah. starting to figure it out. Um, uh, yeah, but they're. I'm a, I mean, if if Auburn played Oregon. <laughs> I think Auburn, I think yeah. Auburn and Kentucky both would beat Oregon to death. Both <laughs> so. All right, so overachievers and underachievers for this week. I've got Purdue and North Carolina, our two upset calls that we nailed. Uh, LSU is they fought. Um, Bama definitely underperformed. Interesting to see how this goes for the rest of the season for them. And then Florida, what are you doing? And then tough loss for Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears. Yeah, it's um. I mean, that's that's you pretty much nailed it all. LSU played their hearts out for sure. Florida embarrassed themselves. Yeah, I mean, Florida. that's that's I my mean, two hottest takes on yours. <laughs> looking back at it, I probably should change one of these to Texas. Neither one of us have Texas, surprisingly. Yeah, I just noticed but now that. that we've seen the video, it's kind of hard to not think about Texas. 
you know what? I'll go ahead and make a change to one of mine because I was struggling for this third underachiever. But I'll do my overachievers. I, I did Wisconsin. Uh, had, they blew. I think they put like 50 up on Maryland. Yeah, it was by like far that. their best game of the year. I mean, it's like their their offense suddenly they put figured a 52 it out. on Rutgers. Rutgers. That's okay. But yeah, it's, it's just like they came to life. And their defense is amazing. Uh, TCU for beating Baylor uh, did not see that coming at all, and then South Carolina just drubbing Florida to death. I mean that was a great, that was a great win for South Carolina. Uh, my underachievers are Michigan State. I mean they get taken down by the, the Giant Killers, Purdue, and then you got Wake Forest who just lost a shootout with UNC, and I think kind of proved why they were number nine, even though they were undefeated. Yeah, uh, they had like a top one hundred. Like defense, maybe it was like yeah. it was like it was not good. Yeah, well, it's yeah, defense is real bad. Uh, I had Kentucky on here. I mean, but they played a really close game with Tennessee, so I'll go ahead and put Texas because Texas got crushed by Iowa State. Yeah, uh, just, so just yeah, kind of forgot about them. Yeah, I forgot about Texas. Uh, so sorry, Kentucky. I didn't mean to hate on you. <laughs> ah, screw you, Kentucky. So with that, we'll move on to our hot takes of Week 10. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. ACC will not make the playoffs in any regards with Wake Forest going down. They're still undefeated, so they're probably still got a – they've really got a good chance of winning the ACC. I just think the ACC is done in the playoffs with that loss. Um, Cincy, I think, is going to win out, um, but I don't think they're going to make the playoff committee – or make the playoffs. The committee doesn't seem to think their schedule is strong enough. Even with that top ten win over Notre Dame at Notre Dame, they—I don't think they want them in. I mean, just they're going to have the Power Five schools jump them, and I don't know that they're wrong because at the end of the day, you almost got beat by Tulsa, which is not a good look. Uh, and then Navy the week before that, so they've had two bad weeks in a row. Hey, dude, never uh, forget the worst time to play a triple option team or the first all- game of the season. Last game of the season in any game in between those two. I mean, that's that's so true. It's never good. Uh, and then my final hot take is I think Auburn's going to win the Iron Bowl and Texas A&M is going to end up winning the SEC West, which I am not super excited about that scenario playing out. Uh, Ampersand U looks hot right now. They they look really they look really good this past weekend. Their defense we'll looks good. Their offense is like trash. Well, I think their offense, if it could just be mildly competent, makes them a suddenly. Like much, I said, dude, all they need is two big team. plays. Uh, that's fair. Beat most teams. That's all they need is two big plays. They can put together and like one other drive and. And then what, And then you've got Isaiah Spiller, so. The other dude's just as good too, A Chain. Yeah, A Chain is good. Uh, they got a strong running back room, so. Their offensive line is the issue. That's right. really what's holding them back. Yeah. Um, so my high takes the race for the playoffs is going to be the best part of this entire season um, the last, next couple of weeks are just going to be some fantastic football um, in my opinion spots two, 2 through 4 are still 1000% up for grabs and it, there's a lot of teams that can get this spot so it's going to be really fun to see how it all shakes out um, it is Tuesday November 9th and LSU's next head coach is going to be Jimbo Fisher um, there's just a lot of Jimbo Fisher talk and then uh, this week, two more ranked teams lose to ranked teams. It's going to keep rolling with it. Yeah. Two just doesn't seem to be enough week in and week out. I mean, it has been what? I think last week was 
five or six, and then this week was seven. Well, again, keep in mind, so this is a lot of ranked on ranked matchups now. So no, 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 no. I'm talking about the unranked versus ranked win. I know but that's what I'm saying. Like as we get later in the season, there's probably gonna be less and less of these unranked games. So I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to boost it up. I don't have to. Yeah. Well, you're gonna you're gonna nail that too every time. We're, we should start taking bets over under for the week. <laughs> Dude, we should go back and see how many weeks in a row we've done this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can look at previous versions. So we'll have to do that. Um, so yeah, so on the Jimbo Fisher thing, I'm not going to say I have a source or any inside information, but there's a guy that I met through work that claims to be in the know, and he said either it's Jimbo Fisher or this is the biggest smoke screen in LSU history. So yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I feel like it's the safest pick. Uh, yeah, it probably is. Um, you know, it'll be fun watching AM fans just cry. I, I can't help but feel like it's a little strange for Jimbo to leave AM to come to LSU, though. I don't. It doesn't it make explain, sense. Explain to me why that would be a better move. I'm not saying oh, that. I don't know. More money, me, I guess. Jo- but it seemed, I thought one of the richest schools in the country was A&M. They are. I mean, they're probably going to try to match. I guess Woodward's just hoping that his relationship with Jimbo is what pulls it through. If Jimbo's the guy, I don't know if he's the guy. Oof. It may be a smoke screen at this point. I have no idea. Well, either way, Jimbo's about to get paid. <laughs> so he's Billy Napier has contacted LSU and said he wants the LSU job. Ooh. I mean. he. I don't think they're going to give it to him. He's got to go do it at a smaller, power, a different power possible for looking at shot. Yeah. Too much of a risk. He's going to end up going somewhere and doing pretty well, I think. Or they may take a shot at him. Yeah, that's true. They might. Um, and I guess, yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of talk that Napier could, um, that Florida wants Napier, like the fans. I know do. TCU has some interest in him as well. Yeah, that may that sounds like a very likely spot. But he's turned like he's pulled his name out of like other SEC jobs. I just like do you really see him selling for TCU unless he just thinks he has to take TCU? Well, if he gets offered Florida, I think no, absolutely not. I think right. he'll take Florida in a heartbeat. Probably well, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so week ten previews. So um, we got Michigan versus Penn State. Penn State's actually favored by one. Yeah, I was surprised to see that. Uh, I thought Michigan's offense, but I guess after Michigan kind of collapsing against Michigan State, Penn State's defense is probably what's giving them that. Is it a home it, game? Yeah, it's a home game. So the, yeah, the combination of the two is why it's got a, I mean, it's just a pick em game. Who knows? Uh, I've got Michigan. Ooh, this next one is very interesting. I uh, The Oklahoma-Baylor game, I think Baylor will upset Oklahoma. I've got Baylor as well, simply for Dave Miranda. I was thinking Oklahoma's coming off a bye week. I don't. Sometimes teams come out on fire. Sometimes they come out real flat. And Baylor's coming off a loss. So they're either they're probably going to be pissed off. So it's yep. a dangerous, dangerous situation for Oklahoma. Uh, um, so you're rolling with Baylor? Yeah, I'm going to roll with Baylor. All right, I'm going to roll with Baylor as well. Um, Purdue versus Ohio State. You think Purdue gets another one? Uh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, and I didn't say this earlier. I'm going to pick uh, Penn State, go with Baylor, and now I'm going to go with Purdue on this Purdue Ohio State. You're game. going Penn State, Baylor, and Purdue. Yeah, dude, you're going all in, man. So you know what the funny thing is? I got 60 points last week. I dropped a thousand spots. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's thin, the, hit, the herd must be thinning out too. Dude, like. if, if LSU would have won, I would have been way up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably would have moved up a thousand. <laughs> uh, at, least, at least in the top two or 300, it's possible. Right. Well, I'm going to go Michigan, Baylor, and Purdue. Um, who you got in this? I haven't picked this one yet. Who do you have in Minnesota versus Iowa? Uh, I'm picking Iowa, but I'm, I feel I like I really don't want to pick Minnesota because they are not good. They lost a bowl. No, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I, I was going to go against you, but I just I don't want to pick Minnesota. Just watching how Iowa's season went this year, if you would have told me just three or four weeks ago. That Iowa will be twenty second in the country. I'd have been like, get out of here. <laughs> I'd be like, who died? Yeah, who died for real? They, I just can't believe they're ranked so low. Uh, I'm gonna pick them, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me for it to go either way. Uh, UAB versus Marshall. Who you got? Uh, UAB. I bet UAB as well. <laughs> <laughs> underdogs, baby. <laughs> I don't know if they're underdogs or not. I just know they'd be picked less. Yeah, um, Texas A&M and Ole Miss talked about this one earlier. You've got you got A&M. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go A&M. I'm gonna ride the lane train. All right. Uh, Notre Dame versus Virginia. I'm gonna pick Notre Dame because I think I think I read Virginia's quarterback is gonna be out. Uh, I'm picking Notre Dame because I feel like I just want to get this guaranteed one. <laughs> um, NC State versus Wake Forest. Uh, I'm going to pick NC State. I think Wake Forest is going to have a letdown week. I roll with the Wolfpack as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nevada versus San Diego State. This is a toss-up. I'm going to go San Diego State just because I've seen them on here all year. I'm going to San Diego State (laughs) as well. (laughs) Are we going to have one game that's different? Yeah, we have uh, Michigan versus Penn State. I have Michigan. Oh, so we've got two then, because I picked uh, Texas A&M. You picked Ole Miss. That's right. So, that's right. So we got two. Right. Uh, Washington State versus Oregon. I am going to pick Oregon, just because I feel like Washington State is about as bad as you can get in the Pac-12. I love a good upset. Washington State is not going to pull an upset, I don't think. Yeah, um, I think I feel like they're one of the more lifeless teams in the country. They just had a nightmare season. I mean, half their coaching staff got fired because they didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> 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 these get these kids are probably out here just on their own, just like we playing backyard, backyard football or what? Yeah. Uh, so some non-picking games. We got UNC versus Pitt. Uh, Pitt's favorite by six. Should I be think, another good old classic ACC shootout. Yeah, I'm actually going to pick UNC. I think they got a little confidence about them. Uh, I say that just as soon as I said it. I was just sitting here thinking about how UNC likes to uh, pitch here. <laughs> They just want to go from you know scoring all the points to just getting beat yep. the following weeks. So. It'll be uh, as a as a person who's probably going to be drafting a quarterback in the next draft. It'll be a good game to watch to see your future quarterback probably. Yeah, I, I, you probably got your two best quarterbacks, your draft eligible quarterbacks right here. It's like Matt a three way tie them. between Sam Her- Sam Howell, Matt Corral, and Kenny Pickett. I feel like they're all basically the same quarterback. They all yeah, they all are. <laughs> they're same all pretty game. mobile, decent arms. It's like three Baker Mayfield. Uh, yeah. It's like I mean, three Mitch Trubisky's. <laughs> kissing titties, baby. Oh, dude. That's great. Mississippi <laughs> State versus Auburn. I don't know how this is a pick'em game. Um, I, know. I, dude, I don't know, man. I guess I'm going Auburn. I'm going to go in Mississippi State. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, I put Sanford in Florida versus here. I don't really think they're going to lose to Sanford, but it would be funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I would pick Florida, especially after this past week. They're probably going to be pissed. I mean, uh, no. Kansas versus Texas. Do you think Texas? Oh. Dude, what happens if Texas loses at home to Kansas? Do they fire Sark immediately? I think Texas is going to respond and put on the big boy pants. Um, so I think they're going to kill Kansas. But boy, just they need to. That's that's yeah. They need, they to, need kill to kill them kill because if they don't, or they somehow lose to Kansas, uh, that to me will not bode very well for Sark. I mean, it's I mean, not they're not going to fire him. Let's be real. No, 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 no. I'm not saying they're going to fire him. I mean, he's. I would say he's got what at least three, four years. I mean, it has to be. It he's got to get at least three, maybe four years. He has to. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure the buyout's enormous if it's not at least that long. Um, <clears throat> and I think Sark's ran teams before and had success, so I think he'll be able to get it turned around. I just think it's what you said earlier. Texas got pretty used to not having to be accountable, apparently, because <laughs> it just seems like a completely different feel about the team. And, I mean, to get beat by Iowa State like that, not a good look. Yeah, they've just been up and down, man. Um, so it probably just needs to get rid of some bad apples, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Miami versus Florida State. I guess I'm taking Miami. Just, just keep winning. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Miami, too. Um, but yeah, who knows? They're not playing great, but they're playing better. Uh, Arkansas versus LSU. I'm actually going to go to this game. Are you? Uh, yep. I'm going to pick LSU. Uh, the way y'all have been playing the last couple of weeks, I think LSU is probably going to beat Arkansas. Especially, I think, the I think Arkansas at... is out of gas. <laughs> They're still just exhausted from the beginning of the season. Dude, Arkansas has had one insane schedule. I don't know, man. I feel like us, Arkansas, and Mississippi State are all kind of around the same level. I feel like Georgia had a rough schedule, too, up until now. but I, Well, up until after the Tennessee game. But at the same time, Georgia's just on a different level, so it hasn't really been as bad as it looks. Yeah, I hope we win. I would like for the seniors at least be able to go to a bowl game. Um, and we really need to win this game if we're going to do a bowl game. Yeah, I think that's why y'all are probably going to win. Uh, I, I think Sam Pittman still got a lot of work to do, um, but the LSU players just seem to be kind of gelling in a in a strange way, coming together <laughs> through all this mess. Hey, dude, they're the only guys they got left. Might as well figure it out, right? Well, they seem to be doing the job. I mean, to do what y'all did in Tuscaloosa, I, I mean, that I didn't know what to make of it, to be honest. I was you, know, like, you know what happened, Jared? No, they were playing like they had nothing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, Georgia versus Tennessee. Um, yeah, I, I, I was surprised. Fight, this, but... I was surprised at the spread, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it'll be a big game. Valen's not the easiest place to play. It's basically just like a bunch of giant metal bleacher stadium, so it's really loud. Yeah, I know. I've been to Neyland quite a few, uh, three times? I've been once, but I remember uh, everything was bleachers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a loud place. It's uh, No, I've been twice. I've been twice. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's really loud. I think 21 points is too much. I think Georgia, it's, they're probably going to win like 38 38-17 or 38-21, something like that. I'm going to say 33-6. Uh, to six. 
Really? You think we shut them down? But who cares? No one's gonna no one's gonna pull this up next week. Call me out on it. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, dude. So the rankings are probably still not out yet. No, probably not out. And we're right on schedule, actually. We're right at an hour, so we've got enough time to do these uh, random topics and then probably get a look-see to see what the CFP is. All right. Uh, this is yours, so go ahead and go for it. All right, so the first one is pick your personal all-time favorite for your team. Your favorite jersey, one play, one game, one season. Uh, for Georgia, honestly, they're 2020 away jerseys. I don't think I've seen them wear them this year. Uh, the, uh, just the red pants, red helmet, white shirt with like the old school like stripes on the on the side. Really like them. They were tough. Um, my favorite play is probably uh, this is going to be back to back. The Rose Bowl is my favorite game, and my favorite play has to be the Sony Michelle Wild Dog like scoring to win the game. Uh, and then. My favorite all-time season was 2017 that I can remember. I can barely remember like 2002. That was a great year as well. But uh, I'm enjoying this ride just as much as those seasons. So I'm going to go ahead and say this year. All right. Uh, for jerseys, I really like our white uh, white helmets, purple jerseys, white pants look. Um, yeah. I know traditionalists will say you got to do gold, white, gold. But I think those just look cleaner, in my opinion. Yeah, they look good. Um. So for my one play, I think I'm going to have to go with the touchdown in the 2003 game against Georgia at home. That was like the first game I remember, like it being like a big LSU like atmosphere, like vividly remember it. And the touchdown pass to Skyler Green, which is just a great play. Um, yeah, that was a tough one to watch. <laughs> yeah, well, Skyler Green wasn't exactly known for his hands, too, so. And it was a broken play and everything else was just fantastic. Um, one game. I'm going to break this into two, technically. I'm going to go one game that I actually went to and then one game that I watched. Um, the one game I went to was the 2019 Florida game. That was one of the most fun times I've ever had inside of Death Valley. And then the other one would be the 2019 Bama game. Uh, I wasn't there, but it was, I mean, it's, I can't pick between those two games. And then obviously the 2019 season. Well, Never be topped ever by anyone, so don't even bother asking. <laughs> it's understandable. Um, all right, did you did you write this next one? I did. So we all know the moon isn't made out of green cheese, but if it was made out of spare ribs, would you eat it? Dude, what a trip, right? Right. Fly to the moon, and you literally just eating spare ribs. Uh, I would say in a thousand years we eat the moon into nothing. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd go back for seconds. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Uh, and lastly, if you could bring back any fashion trend, what would it be? Just because it may, it would make me laugh, uh, those Jinko jeans. I, I was going to say Jinko jeans, but then I found a uh, solid second choice. Oh, please lay it on me. Rat tails. <laughs> well, it's going to, and see, it's, it's going to happen because the mullet came back, and there's no excuse for that. <laughs> Next logical step, dude, rat tails. Bleached head with like just a dark brown rat tail hanging out the back, dude. Best look ever. <laughs> oh, fantastic. That's hilarious. <laughs> I just immediately just imagine like this kid I played baseball with in kindergarten. 
the rankings still aren't out yet. Apparently, uh, LSU basketball is just steamrolling ULM. It's 66 to 25. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, let's see. How much time do we got left in the podcast? We got, yeah, we got about 10 minutes we could, uh, spare until we have to, I guess we kind of have to wrap it up at that point. Uh, I think we have like an hour and a half, if I remember we, correctly. It is an hour and a half? Okay. Yeah. I don't um, want to take the whole time. I mean, hopefully they were going to announce it here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, let's see. They don't have them for week 11, even yet. I don't have Are, ESPN, so I can't really pull it up. Well, hold on. I'm going to pull it up. I'll put it on the tube. In the meantime, um, there's some other things I wanted to ask you about. Just since we have the time. Um, do you want to talk about the Nussemeyer situation at all? I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. I know that. I mean, we can talk about it just fill time. I, I find it like really strange that the staff like, the staff thinks like they shouldn't play him so they don't burn his red shirt. But then he comes in pissed off and his dad supposedly calls offense coordinator to tell him to play him. Like, he's like, why like why can't we get the small things right? You know? Yeah. Like that John Emery's suspension, like all this like why can't we get like just the stuff that most other programs don't have issues with, why can't we just figure it out? It just doesn't make sense. Oh, they're not starting the college football play yeah, for another 10 minutes. No, no. Yeah, it's, it's shown on mine that they're... It just says they're going to do it at 924 to 930. Uh, that puts us right at like an hour and a half. I've got nine twelve here, so we've got ten more minutes. And what time? What was our podcast running here? We got twenty minutes left. Yeah, so we could do. We got ten minutes. I mean, if you think we can burn ten minutes talking about something, yeah, I'm sure we can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's this my situation. Is... Weird. I hope he gets a chance to play. Uh, he, I mean, he's supposedly gonna get the chance to play. Um, I'm interested to see. I mean, I like Max, I do, but he makes way too many, tries to make way too many throws off his back foot. That's what literally costs us the game. Yeah. I, um, it is, it is an interesting thing to just the fact that I know his dad's the coach for the QB coach for the Cowboys, but the fact that that got leaked, that he was involved, that is just an odd Well, that's just, that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, like, Ed, shut up. Yeah, like, uh, but this is just my opinion. Like, I realize Ed is probably pissed off, and he feels like he's being disrespected considering what happened under his watch. But at the same time, like, this school gave you the opportunity. Like, let's just let's just we're giving this. you seventeen million dollars. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of other people outside of him. There was something I was thinking about earlier today, and I meant to mention it to you, so we'll just talk about it now. I think that game against Alabama showcased two things. I mean, well, it's one thing, but it's the two <laughs> sides of Ed Ogeron. Like, his pride. His pride is the reason I feel like those guys probably played so hard and they coached the way they did. Right. But I also feel like his pride is the same 
reason that these stories are coming out and all and th- th- he's in this situation these stories aren't coming out jared he's telling everyone this well, is I, him sitting in a press yeah. conference telling people the issues with lsu football yeah no no and i get and i get that i'm just saying like i think because he, he's just like a really prideful guy like instead of there's no doubt in my mind that if it was up to Ed Orgeron, he'd be the head coach of LSU for the rest of his life. There's zero doubt in my mind about that. Well, it's super unfortunate that this is the way it's going down because like, he seems like when you think, like, what would LSU football's coach look and sound like? Well, you want to know what the issue here is, Jared? <laughs> He's from Louisiana. You know why there's not a lot of head successful football coaches from the state of Louisiana? Because we're from Louisiana. This is what happens. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It just, uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I could say the same thing about Georgia. Um, I mean, everybody feels like it. But, I mean, dude, let's call a spade a spade. He, he's a coon ass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And just some of the stuff he does, man. Like, the, whether, I mean, I know some of the stories that came out weren't true, but some of them that are, like, even the ones that are kind of funny, like the chicken on a stick. Well, like, my thing about it, too, is, like, it, but because so many stories have come out, like, that whenever you see one, it's either blown out of proportion because it can be, or you immediately just believe a lie. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, I can see it doing that. Well, yeah, he's already done so much. He's kind of <laughs> dug a hole for himself. And, right. and, like, I'm sitting here just, like, casting judgment on this man. And I mean, it is what I, it is, Jared. He's never going to hear this. No, no, no. I know. I'm just saying, like, I have no idea what it must be like to be in that position. But at the same time, like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it's like behind the scenes. I just don't see how. I mean, he, this is a self-inflicted firing for Ed Otron. Yeah. I mean, that was my, like, okay. So, for anyone who doesn't know, me and this guy on Reddit got into a huge argument. We're trying to get him on the podcast. Don't think it's going to work out because he's a trial attorney. Big, <laughs> big whoop on that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. That's what I argue with him about. I mean, like, yeah, like I hate the fact that I'm like, like upset with how Ed, like having Ed Ed run as head coach because I, I like that. I was all team Ed, but he just he just can't stop shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. He uh, he definitely did some he did some damage to himself, but uh, I mean it, I guess it is what it is. Like you can't can't go back now. You might as well. I, I guess that support the other part of it is like you just gotta. I think you should just just take his money and leave. Like, yeah, enjoy, I mean that's what's gonna happen. He's got three games left. I'd be interested to see if like we do make a bowl game. Does he push the bowl game? <laughs> Uh, I can see the school asking him not to. I dude, I feel like at the end of the day, if he wants to, they'll let him. Just because they, so. they just want to go away. I mean, it's a... Well, I don't know. It would depend on when the bowl game is. Cause, uh, I can't imagine if they've already like announced the new head coach that he would coach the bowl game. I don't know. It's just a weird situation. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 definitely a situation. Um, I, I I don't know. That kind of stuff makes me appreciate what I got at Georgia now because I mean, yeah, Mark Rick was a great coach. Um, 
And I feel like, you know, each coach from Dooley on kind of put things in place that has allowed Kirby to do kind of what he's doing in a way. I mean, from what I heard, he came in and just demanded, this is how we're going to recruit. This is how we're going to win. And then everybody just bought in on it. But like when Mark Rick was there, it was just so up and down in recruiting. And we were just guaranteed to be like eight and four to like 11 and one. Like just something like that. There would always be a loss. There'd never be a perfect season. There'd never be a chance at a title. We'd get close, but there was never going to be that under Rick. But he always had really good teams. I mean, that's uh, what we were in the last for the most part. But we didn't have any real controversy. There'd be players get locked up or kicked off the team, but nothing like significant. And I think that's it's kind of gave some stability to Georgia that it's needed. It just took a long time to get. Um, I mean, we're not without flaws and issues, I'm sure. But it just seems to be better than it's been ever. And I'm glad that I don't have this stuff going going on because just blowing leads and losing games is enough. <laughs> losing heartbreaking games. Yeah, the heartbreaking loss. I mean, those are worse than getting blown out. Yeah, uh, I do have like, I, I do have the Braves won the World Series, so I can at least have that no matter what happens to Georgia. I'll be bummed out if Georgia doesn't win, but at the same time, just something is better than nothing, and it was a good something. Yeah. Um, where are they at as far as the playoff ranking? <clears throat> it is, I guess this basketball game ended and they're just showing commercials. So I guess okay. we've got four or five minutes of commercials and it should show us. Um, to get on a more lighter and more football related note, um, <clears throat> what, just, what are your thoughts on UGA's defensive line? Like I haven't really expounded on that at all. Um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't watched a ton of Georgia football. Um, but I mean, they look dominant. Yeah. Um, I basically, in a weird way, just ask you to brag about my team's defensive line. I get it, dude. That, hey, I made you admit the 2019 LSU team is better like a week ago. <laughs> well, I guess that's fair. But uh, I, I'm just. I, I am meaning it in a more serious way. Just like, how do they compare to other defensive lines? I guess I'm just trying to get like an honest opinion because to me, I feel like I'm biased no matter how I feel. I feel like this is one of the greatest defenses I've ever seen and probably the greatest defensive line I've ever seen. All right, let's look at some of the – because I just I, – like off the top of my head, I can't just like pull up the top ten defense of, of all time. Like I just – I don't think about that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be – I think they're going to end up being, like, top five. It depends on how you look at it, too. Like, as far as points allowed or yards, total yards, there's different different people view it different ways. Because I think the way they keep the score is total yardage. So, no, the number one defense in the country is Wisconsin. Right. Because they just don't give up yards. Yeah, they're giving up 213 yards a game. Georgia's giving up 238. So there's a quite yeah, a, but I mean they're, they're playing different football up in the big, the Big Ten. Than y'all are. Yeah, but I will also I think these defenses have figured out the RPO, and I think there is a void at the at the quarterback position across there is all a, of. There is definitely a void at the quarterback position right now. There is no, there is no Burrow. There is no Tua. There is no. Trevor Bryce Young was good. Fields. 
You know, what, you know what really creeps me out about Bryce Young? They're always talking about how poised he is. Dude, he looks like he just doesn't care. Like, he just looks just like just his face. Like, you don't ever see him get excited about anything. He's just a robot. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, they just they're announcing the ratings, I guess? They do, like, they do groups of five until they get to the top six. Okay. Well, they're showing it is running from 924 to 930. Uh, Which, I mean, we got very... Okay, here they go. Arkansas, Arkansas is twenty-five. Utah is twenty-four. UTSA is twenty-three. San Diego State is twenty-two, and Pitt is twenty-one. Okay, yeah, that all sounds fine. Yeah, the Utah, Arkansas, and UTSA were non-ranked last week. Pitt and San Diego State both moved up two rankings. Uh, did Pitt even play this weekend? Uh, yeah, Pitt. Uh, Pitt beat somebody. Okay, number 20 is Iowa. Number 19 is Purdue. 18 is Wisconsin. 17 is Auburn. And 16 is NC State. You know, dude, honestly, Purdue being ranked makes me want to change my pick. You know what? Me too. <laughs> change it, dude. Automatic I don't, ranking. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. When they were unranked, I would absolutely. But the yep. AP has them unranked as well, too. And right? it's not at home. Don't like it. Don't like it. All right, so there's our live pick at the end of the podcast. We're both changing <laughs> to Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the next group, gents. Who else was in that group? Uh, okay, they just moved to 15. Okay, Ole yeah. Miss is 15. BYU is 14. Uh, Baylor is 13. Wake Forest is 12. And Texas A&M is 11. Surprised they didn't get Texas A&M into the top 10. So Notre Dame's going to be in the top 10. Yeah, Notre Dame's probably going to be 9, right? Michigan State? Yeah, Michigan State's still in the top 10. Michigan and Michigan State are both still in the top 10. Find that surprising considering Michigan State just lost to Purdue. Purdue is probably going to turn it, it obviously doesn't matter that much. <laughs> Fair enough. Changes week to week, man. Whatever's convenient. Yeah, Wake Forest is probably about where I thought they'd be. Same with Baylor. Uh, yeah, they, none of that group really surprises me other than Texas A&M being outside the top ten. Nah, I mean, you can't put them ahead of Notre Dame, I don't think. You can't put them ahead against one of one loss teams. All right, here we go. Number 10 is Oklahoma State. Okay. Oh, they're doing it one by one now. Yeah. They got to stretch it out. Yeah. I'm talking that good smack. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma State could make the playoffs this year if they beat Oklahoma. Yeah, if they went out, they could be in it for sure. Would They they would play Oklahoma twice, wouldn't they? They'd win the... Back-to-back uh, back weeks. Yeah. Ooh, that's a tall order. Yeah, I don't see how you put Texas A&M ahead of Oklahoma State right now. Those two losses are pretty rough. Notre Dame is number nine. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so at what point does this come off the rails? <laughs> I think Michigan State's probably next. Do you think the college football playoff just threw out the wildest week one ratings because they don't matter? And now it's probably they probably more... did just to troll people. Yeah, and this week is what's actually accurate. Well, they'll still have Cincinnati outside the top four. Dude, what, sure. if they, what if Cincinnati's eight? No. 
I'm going to say ace Michigan State. Then probably Michigan. <sighs> they like to stretch this stuff out. <laughs> Got to get that full five minutes in. No doubt, dude. It's a Tuesday okay. night. It's just, yeah. I hate how okay. everything has to be this giant deal now. Oklahoma is number eight, so they okay. move. <clears throat> wow, so Michigan State lost and they kept him above them. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand that. I mean, you're telling me that you think Oklahoma is <laughs> garbage. Yeah, they're not. They're not good. Those nine wins don't mean anything. I mean, and to be fair, I mean, like their Texas win is getting uglier by the day. They're uh, dude. They beat the the greatest three and nine team of all time. Yeah, they sure did. Okay, the top 17, I guess they're going to do a commercial break, and then they're going to do the top seven. Okay. Or it just says coming up next. So unless I guess they're giving Kirk Street a chance to talk about this. Uh, what else is next week? I'm, I'm jealous of David Pollock's life. <laughs> That's Actually, fair. I'm jealous of all four of these guys' lives. Uh, we got some action on right now. Oh, yeah, there is some football on the night in there. Western Michigan's beating Akron. Miami's oh. beating Buffalo. Ohio's beating Eastern Michigan. Okay, so they're doing the top seven from one to seven. So Georgia's number one. No surprise. <gasps> shocker. Yeah. Bama's number two. I wonder if they just put Georgia in by default and they're going to go down from seven. They wrote Georgia in Penn. <clears throat> they wrote Georgia in Penn. Uh... Alabama still number two. No way. I mean, with the way everybody played last week, I mean, it's kind of hard to put anybody in front of Alabama. Yeah, at I point. mean, at this point, it's still. Oregon is number three. That is just, that's got to be one of the worst number three teams of all time. I mean, that's pretty bad. That's I, I just don't ball. understand how you can say that Oregon's so much better than Oklahoma. Ohio State's number four. So right now, if the playoffs were today, Georgia would be playing Ohio State. They can't Michigan State all the way at six? Uh, oh, no, Michigan and Michigan State. So either Michigan on, or Michigan State. On. Number five is... What if... If number five is not Cincy, I'll be shot. Oh, my God. Cincinnati's number five. Okay, yeah, they have to. Yeah. So I'm going to say they put Michigan State at 6 and Michigan at 7. Ah, uh, yeah. that that's You think Michigan's... Um, Michigan State's got the head-to-head. Yeah, that's true. It's crazy to think that Michigan and Michigan State, after suffering losses, still have a very good chance to make this playoff. Dude, they didn't even... I mean, they both stayed see, in the top 8. I could see Oregon and Ohio State. I could see all three... I can see two, three, and four all getting bounced. Dude, look at two through nine. Any of those teams could lose another game. Easy. Yeah. I mean, Bama could lose to Auburn. Oregon could lose any time. Even if Bama beats Auburn, if they lose to you on the SC Championship, is this two-loss Bama getting to the playoff over an undefeated Cincinnati? I don't believe so. If they're still undefeated that are in the top, yeah, Michigan, they move Michigan to number six. Yeah, that makes sense. Wait, they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State? Yes. Michigan wow. State is seven. Okay. But it's because Michigan State lost to Purdue. I guess they valued that Jim Harbaugh said that 
that fumble should have been ruled a touchdown. I mean, they'd be undefeated right now. They would be number five. Oh, well, no, they would no, be, they'd number be number two. two. They'd be number they'd two. Be number two. Solid number two. Well, that is the college football playoff ranking. Uh, it's still a little wild, but to me, the only thing I really have an issue with is is Oregon, just because I think they are the probably by far the worst one one loss team in the country. At this point, two through nine doesn't really matter because there's still so much games left, and there's so many games between those schools individually. I think it just doesn't matter. But you are right. Like Alabama and Ohio State are like the exact same team. It seems like they're easily shaken on offense, and their defense just is not very good. Yeah. Uh, Oregon, I'm just—I don't feel like they're good all around. Cincy's not that great all around. I mean, they're great. But it's just you expect so much more from them. To be a Group of Five team in a regular year to get into the playoffs, you have to be special. They're not special, but <sighs> I think enough teams lose that it does happen. What, did you um, say two through nine or two through ten? Two through nine. I think two through ten. Who's 10? Uh, Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. They uh, we're, we're Jerry. we got a minute left, so we're going to have to get out of here. Oh, sorry, boy. No, it's all right. I'm uh, just trying to keep us on schedule. Um, yeah, 2 through 10, for sure. Uh, so that's been this week's episode. Um, check out the socials. Uh, go Tigers. Yeah, go dogs. We'll see you next week. Uh, Adam Short, later. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>